Have you been uninvited to a holiday or family gathering? Is that kind of event the last place you'd want to go because of things that are said or just because of how you're made to feel? Are you going home and need help navigating what to expect? Are they going to be holidays or holidays? Let's talk. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast. This is season one, episode eight. My name is Robert Cottrell, and I'm here every day, always with the amazing Susan Cottrell. Hi there. Hi. Well, we're, today we are going to talk about holidays or hella days, and holidays are approaching. Oh, the family back home is frightful, but your chosen family here is delightful. <laughs> so if you don't want to go back home, that's okay. You're not alone. Oh, I like that. You like that? <laughs> I like that. You had no idea that was I coming, did no you? I had no idea. That was awesome. <laughs> um, we will be doing an all-musical episode coming up soon. <laughs> this is the voice I get to listen to singing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little scary. Um, well, the holidays are approaching, and it's not just Thanksgiving and Christmas. They're, um, we're releasing this right before Thanksgiving, but you may be listening to this at another time of the year. And there are a lot of holidays out there. There are birthdays and Father's Day and Mother's Day and family reunions. And have you been uninvited to a holiday or family gathering? Uh, is that the kind of uh, event, um, or is that kind of event the last place you would want to be? Because things that are said to you or microaggressions or just because of how you're made to feel well, we want to talk about options today for when you can't or when you don't want to go home for a holiday or family event. Um, so, Susan, how do, we, how do we begin to navigate this? We have a personal story. Well, when we began this work, we were really soundly rejected by part of our family who thought we were insane. Still do, because we dared to love our children as they are. And... Um, there was a big family reunion that we found out about on Facebook one Saturday night. You were looking through Facebook and said, oh, they had a family reunion without us. It was just appalling. So, um, yeah, so these things happen, and, uh, and we stopped being invited for Christmas, for Thanksgiving, and it, it's really unsettling. And I tell you, you and I are are married. We've been married for many years. We have each other. We have our children. So we have a lot more um, privilege, you might say, advantage uh, from people who are just kind of on their own and they're being excluded for, from their family. So my heart, our hearts really go out to people that are in that position. Yeah, it was, it was tough. I mean, we, you know, again, we were just zipping through you know, scrolling through, uh, at that point, I guess it was doom scrolling through Facebook <laughs> for what I'm, we were about to find out. But um, through Facebook, and we see, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, there's our whole family, minus us and any of our children, um, uh, having a family reunion. And we didn't know about it. We were not invited to it. And then, and then that continued for, that was kind of where we used to where we usually gathered uh, for family right. reunions, that part of our family, and for most, at least once over the Thanksgiving or Christmas holiday, but it hasn't been since. 
Except for one Except time. Except one yeah. year, my well, relative, my close relative, I said I would not say who it is, uh, sent a text and said, Christmas is at my house this year. I was like, you sent this to me. Did, was that a mistake? Because, <laughs> you know, you haven't invited us all these years. And uh, I talked to Rob, did not want to go. Talked to my daughter who was in, in town and she didn't want to go, much less take her girlfriend. And um, But I was curious and I went. And it was so interesting how surreal it was, mm. how it was perfectly the same as it had always been. Everybody was nice. Nobody said anything mean. But I didn't fit anymore. I didn't fit anymore. It's kind of like going home to your own bedroom, I think. Um, you had that experience where you saw the bunk beds that were so huge, and you looked at them like, they're not huge at all when you're 6'2". And it kind of felt like that. My world had expanded so much that it it wasn't home anymore. It wasn't comfortable. It was just it was just the way it was. And I knew it would pretty much be the end of me going to those events. Yeah. And there are times like that when you're just absolutely uninvited. Yes. Um, and just recently, we shared, you have a YouTube video on the YouTube channel that says, should you invite your LGBTQ child home for the holidays? And we shared this on um, in a couple of the Facebook groups that we're in, um, full of affirming Christians. And the just comment after comment was, um, uh, is this even a question? Yes. Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Why would you not invite? Yes. Are people still asking this question? And every single day, yes. you know, we hear from from parents all the time who, who um, are really wrestling. Well, I can't attend my child's wedding or I can't invite them home or I can't do this. And so I know that there are events out there to which you have just been uninvited. There are other situations to where you, oh, of course, come on home, honey. Um, but then the, either the direct aggressive comments um, from your parents or your crazy uncle or whoever, or the microaggressions come uh, and it's just not comfortable. Or you can come, but your partner can't come. Your boyfriend can't come. Your girlfriend can't come. Um, so, which is a non-starter in my in my book. That yeah, which a is a non-starter. So we know there are a lot of different scenarios out there that that again make it where the holidays, in particular, are a time. And again, that could be anything from a birthday to a reunion to Christmas, uh, where uh, you either are not invited or it's not a place that you want to be. So what? What? Um, so do you have something else that you you wanted to? I thought you had. Um, did you have something about our town that I? So, you know, I referred to it in the, I realized in a previous episode, but just Tell us again. Okay. <laughs> just the, the idea is that that story you had to read in high school or eighth grade or something, our town, where the girl has died and now she's going to go back home. And for one day, this is this very special thing. And she just thinks she gets there and it's so surreal, just the, the breakfast talking to her mother, you know, just the regular day of events is so moving to her um, because she's now been removed from it, having died. And she just can't get over how much she took for granted before. Um, and I guess the point with that is you feel so, like you see things from a whole different perspective. And I, mm. I saw things from such a different perspective 
um, being there that one Christmas that, man, this is, this is the stuff life is made of, and it's really beautiful, and I don't fit here anymore. Mm. Interesting. You know, and I do want to say that this, the hurt that comes from this kind of faith-based family rejection, especially from parents out there. And if you're a parent listening to this, um, we want to remind you that your words mean more than you even know. And we encourage you to always err on the side of absolute unconditional love and affirmation and trust your God with everything else. Uh, You will never, ever, ever regret that. Um, But we know that a lot of you have been on the receiving end um, of rejection and unkind words from the people who are supposed to love us the most. And we want to make sure that you know that uh, we are here to help you heal those religious and family and community wounds. Please, we want more than anything else that you know that you're beloved uh, and that you are worthy and that you matter. If we can do something for you, if we can help you in that way, we have a lot of resources and vibrant community. Just come say hello at freedhearts.org. Um, so, but Susan, for those of you um, out there who are listening, who uh, who are not invited or who don't want to go home, what are some of the other options that um, that, that people have? Yeah, well, um, you know, the, the option that occurs to most people, but this is really a great option, is to create a table for all those who are, who are also displaced and get together with chosen family. You, you may long for your family and wish you could do that, but it's better to be with somebody that you that is sat, just fun and relaxing where you can be who you are than always being on edge with people who can lash out with, at you or just um, give you those glances. Yeah. That is no fun. Yeah that's, something that, yeah, that's something that we have experienced too, that, you know, you think, oh my gosh, that's family and nothing stronger than family. But the chosen family that we have found in this has been so fulfilling. And there's a difference between sitting at a, a table where everybody's celebrating something except you and you know how people feel about you, certain people around that table, versus sitting around a table that, that people know exactly who you are. They love you for who you are. They don't just tolerate you. They celebrate you for who you are. And that is that is just irreplaceable. Uh, and, you know, at a time when we celebrate something, it's wonderful that, that one of the things that we celebrate is who we are. Yes, that's a, that's a good way to put that. And I often now talk about it like, your family of origin is upstream from you and you turn around in the stream and you look at them and you want to reach them, but you can't. That's not the direction the flow is going. So turn downstream and look around at the people right around you and say, hey, let's us get together for Christmas or, you know, whatever event and enjoy each other. So That chosen family is key. Again, find people around you, surround yourself with people, seek them out. Uh, there are other people who are not going home as well. Yeah. Seek them out, get together. It could be a couple of people. It could be a large group. And find that chosen family and celebrate together. Yeah. Another idea 
that we do. Um, one, a couple of holidays, I think Christmas and Thanksgiving, we had some years there where we went and served mm. at a kitchen, at a shelter. And um, now let me tell you, the white privilege way to do it is to go on, <laughs> on Christmas and Thanksgiving. Don't do that. Those are the most volunteered days of the year. But call the place and say, when could you use us? Yeah. What could we do? And find out how to really serve. Um, if that's of interest to you, it's a great way to get out of your own heads and to love others. So we did that several years, and it was it yeah. was really yeah, great. Yeah, wonderful. And again, there's mm-hmm. the best way to do that is to find a nonprofit uh, near you uh, who's helping a group of people that you want to help. Call them and say, how can, how can I best help you? Where do you need help the most? Another thing we can do, and this was uh, our son's idea, is one year he was saying, you know, we have everything right now that we need. We don't really need another pair of jeans or whatever. Um, and so he suggested we give gifts to people who could use them uh, and just do it in each other's name. You know, like, like son, I gave this thing to this person in, and thought of you. And it was a really fun idea. I thought it was great, especially because a lot of us, we really don't need another opportunity to give <laughs> gifts to each other. But there are plenty out there who could use it. If it's a gift to a, you know, a monetary gift to someplace, if it's whatever it is that you can do. We had a friend who really needed something for her health, and it was a little expensive. And I gave it to her that year in our son's name, and it was really um, mm-hmm. much more satisfying than trying to think of something for the person who has everything, right? That's a little, hmm, hmm. what can yeah. I give someone who has everything? Maybe you should give it to somebody else. Yeah, you know, from from my personal experience, I worked for uh, many years with kids with cancer and other life-threatening illnesses. And and a couple of things to keep in mind is to call the children, call your children's hospital. Ah, it's a tough time right now because of COVID, but but maybe you're listening to this at a time when when uh, uh, when that's changed. But it's even when tougher COVID for is the over. people. <laughs> yeah, it's even tougher for the people in the hospital during this time as well. So they, your children's hospital may have have developed a way that you can. Um, that you can uh, come in and and do something and give gifts and and one of the coolest things we did was we used to um, like adopt uh, a fam several families at, uh, in our organization uh, who had kids with cancer and we would we would get many gifts you know together these are very poor families and and surprise them on Christmas Eve with with just you know being Santa at the door and and. Yeah. And that's always nice. Oh, you know, giving a gift in some in in someone's name in particular, or giving a gift anonymously or in no one's name, just you know, it kind of brings it back. Seeing the delight, and especially in kids' faces and families' faces and in parents' faces, that we're not able, you know, I'm kind of tearing up on this. Yeah. But you know, to see in a uh, you know a parent that can't do something for a child that wants something, yeah, you know, to to. Um, yeah. Okay, you, you know really what I'm talking. You know that. what I'm saying. It was real. So, Susan, go experience. on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no attention here. Um, yeah, you've had experience with that. And your love language is gifting. You love to give people things, and uh, that they need, especially. And so, see their eyes light up. So that's a great thing. And not everybody has finances to do that, but you can do. You can take, you know, take somebody on an outing for a. Yeah. Gift. There, there are things you can do creatively for people who could really, really benefit a lot more. Yeah. And the key there is to turn your focus 
outward. You know, serve someone, give to someone, include someone uh, who uh, who is in need. The other thing that we, um, you and I did when we were in Austin and our kids weren't there is we'd go to the to Luby's Cafeteria. <laughs> I say that, that it sounds, sounds like such so an old sad. thing to say. <laughs> but it was fun because we got to get exactly what we want. I always get fried almondine, fish almondine, which I love. Country fried steak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since we were kids, I think we liked those two things and enjoyed it very much. And there are people around, but there are people you don't have to talk to. So... Well, what was, it, was, yeah. it was really nice. What was nice about that, too, is that you realize that everybody's kind of there for the same reason. Yes. Because they're there alone as a yes. couple or as a small family. And and so you're kind of, you, you get to join together. So so um, it's probably a good idea if you are um, alone on this. It's not to stay alone during these really emotional times, too, is to, you know, yes. get other people around you, get around other people. That's That's the really only key here. Yeah. Is being alone is not the thing to do. It's too. It's too sad. Yeah. Even invite some friends over to watch some old Christmas movies. That sounds fun to me. Yeah, you know? and I know it seems like, but I think that you know, if you live in an apartment complex or a neighborhood or you're on various Facebook groups in your area, um, you know, if, if you put the word out that you that you have some space at your table, you might be surprised at who uh, who would really love to come join you. Right. Um, on that and and. Um, Island of Misfit Toys. It's always a good place to be. Yeah. So what if you do go home? So what if what if you do decide to go home in the midst of, of yeah. all that? What's what how do you put boundaries on that? What can you expect? What can you require? How do you do that? How do you navigate that? Well, you it, you need to know to expect full welcome and respect and kindness, not just to you but to your partner that you bring also. No microaggressions, no, you know, not only respect, but no disrespect either. Not not any underhanded looks or whatever. Who needs that? And we pick up on those things. So you can expect to be welcomed and respected. And if just anticipating it, you don't expect that to happen, it's probably not where you want to be. That's my opinion. And you don't owe people yeah. going because so they don't get mad. If you're not respected, that is the first um, you know, gate to pass through to say, no, I'm not going somewhere I'm not respected. I don't I don't care. I'm sorry it hurts you. But you know, you could just solve it by respecting me, but you're not. So yeah. I'm not going. Yeah, we've talked, I'm sure that you're not going to say anything to your parents or family members who are doing this to you that you've not said before. Um, so we've, we're talking with a number of people uh, with whom we work and uh, LGBTQ people about this issue right now. And, and uh, there's one that I recently told, you know, you can say, I've repeatedly said to you why I don't contact you as much as I used to, why I don't want to come home for the holidays. You know that. Um, it's disrespectful of you to even ask me why I don't want to come home. Um, so yeah, to, to, Demand and parents will do. They know, you know, how to push their kids' buttons and without even thinking. Without even thinking, yeah. Us and, too, yeah. And we will, you know, they will, you know, try really hard to uh, to add guilt and and well, Grandma's going to miss you and all this kind of stuff. And 
and make it about your decision not to come home. Yes. Um, make sure that you remember that this has nothing to do with your decision not to come home. This is about their decision on how they are going to interact with you and treat you. That's right. Um, if, and, you're, if your toe really badly hurts, that's the symptom of the hammer hitting it. Stop the hammer and the toe won't hurt. Yeah. If you're being disrespected, stop the disrespect and then you won't have to... Um, you know, not go to these events. Yeah. And it may be that the first step in this is that you just don't talk about things. You know, that's kind of where we are with a few of our family members uh, is that we just don't talk about certain things. It makes it very surface of a relationship. And because this is so much of our life, um, but we just don't talk about the work that we do and they, and they don't ask about kids. Well, and they, that's the thing though. They don't, they haven't, uh, sorry, I don't want to get too deep on, on my family, that's not the way to be. But my well, your family is is similar to many others, right? People are right. With, yeah. But my daughter, our particular family member that was close to her, didn't contact her at all after she came out, and then she did something um, approved of, and so that member, you know, said, "Oh, how are you doing?" and and reached out, but it was too little, too late because, you know, if you can't accept me as I am, then don't accept me when I do something you approve of. That's conditional. I'm not buying that. She didn't respond to that. Yeah. And I want I want to remind you out there that the choice whether or not you go home or go to a family event to which you're not welcome or celebrated is your choice. And it's your choice alone. You have that power and there um, and there's if you and you need to do what's best for you. No second thought, no guilt, no anything. That's the right choice is to always do what's best for you. And sometimes people, I mean, let your family experience missing you. You know, the natural, if, if grandma is going to miss you when you don't come home for Christmas, you'll be happy to talk to grandma directly and tell her why you're not there. Yes. But let them experience the natural consequence of their choice to be uh, aggressively or 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 you know passively rejecting of you and their and their choice not to welcome you into their home and affirm you, let them experience the natural consequence of, of that. Let them miss you. And, and if there's somebody that you do really connect with, like your aunt, you've always felt like she's affirmed you or whatever, and she'll be at this event. It you can call your aunt and say, "Do you want to get together, just us for That's lunch?" That's a great idea. You know, there's nothing to keep you from getting together with the people you want to. You don't have to go all or nothing yeah, on this. That's a great idea, actually. If, if there are certain people in the family that that are the reason you're not going home to be with all the family, then you can absolutely in, initiate a gathering, um, you know, with the people who who affirm you and, and who celebrate you. I think that's a great idea. You, I mean, you do that. Your relationship with a couple of your family members um, have uh, have deepened and increased over this time that other family members have pulled away. So that's a that's a great reminder. Um, and again, keep in mind that I know there are family traditions out there, but but um, there are also new new traditions waiting to be made. Yeah. Uh, and I think you had you have something that that. Uh, well, I I read an article about a uh, something went wrong for Christmas. I think the thermometer or the oven didn't work or something. Well, one time we. Oh, we? We okay. used an old school 
You it was know, your mother's thermometer, meat thermometer. Meat thermometer. So who knows how old it had been. And we put it in the turkey and it broke. It shattered. It shattered. And I called my sister and said, oh my gosh, what? It, you know, none of the mercury spilled that I could see. Just I, stay with me for a second. <laughs> so I, I just, because it's our Thanksgiving dinner. So I was like, called my sister and, and her husband said, if you eat it and you start to feel sick at all, go to ER. I'm like, yeah. what? Okay, no. We threw the whole thing out, and we went to a Chinese play, food place because it was the only place open. Yeah, keep in mind, that's this just little, this, <laughs> this next part is paid for by the Chinese Restaurant Association. Um, <laughs> Chinese restaurants, Asian restaurants are open on yes. Christmas uh, in particular, and they get a lot of crowds. So that could be a new tradition. Yes. yes. Yeah, Chinese yes. food, a Chinese yeah. feast. It, just think of uh, the movie A Christmas Story. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, but create your own traditions. After all, the traditions of your family, someone created at some point. Yeah. So you get to create new ones and and own it. You get to own this because life is lived forward, not backward. Yeah, and your your sw- the stream you're in is going forward, not backward. So you get to create this the way you want it to be. Well, I'm hungry now, so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, so, holidays or holidays? Um, Let's get Chinese food. Yeah, that's right. It's really, it's really up to you. And again, I want you to be in a place and with people that you're celebrated, not tolerated. So, remember to reach out to your chosen family. Um, find some things to do that are focused on others, serving others around you. Um, and if you do go home, if you do put yourself in a situation where you're not fully affirmed. Uh, in your family, then make sure that that the um, the boundaries are set. And if you need to get up and walk out, you get up and walk out. And uh, if anyone calls and asks you why, tell them. Oh, let me say yeah. one more thing. There, we talked about guilt. It comes in the packet when you have a baby, guilt-inducing. But one of the things that we hear a lot from people is. Well, my parents tell me I need to honor them, and it's not honoring for me not to come. Let me just let me just reiterate. I say this all the time. Honoring doesn't mean you do everything they want you to do. That is not honoring. Honoring had a specific meaning legally, like you're supposed to care for your parents in their, you know, old age. You you can't just put them on the street. That's what it means. It's it's deeper than just what it's used obey. as today. It's not obey. You don't, you don't have to obey, obey your parents as adults. Your adult parents may not have obeyed their parents either because, you know, how many of them married somebody that their parents didn't really love, right? So you, you don't have to obey them. That is not what that means. Yeah. And it's a guilt trip. And if someone uses a guilt trip on you, then you need to just stop right there you know, and say, no, I'm not go- having guilt put on me by you. That is the wrong thing to do, is to put guilt on people, That's shame good, them. That's a good reminder. Yeah. And actually, it would be dishonoring to let them continue in their ways that are hurting you so badly. But yeah, the honoring is is uh, is not what parents mean. Pretend. <laughs> yeah, pretend that, that it it's about when they use it to try to guilt you yeah, into showing up for something it's like more this. bad teaching. Yeah. More of the bad teaching. So that's a great reminder. So yeah. we want you to remember that you deserve to love and be loved um, as you are for who you are. And I'm so sorry if that has not come from your family. 
there are people, chosen family, parents like us, who would be absolutely delighted to include you at our table. You deserve that. So find it. You deserve it. Find it. And if you really, you know, if you really need to reach out, reach out. We have we have parents. Yeah, if around. we if we can help, please reach out to us at freedhearts.org uh, and we will and we will um, we will do everything that we can to make sure that you know uh, that you are that you're not alone, that you're worthy, that you matter, that you are beloved. So we wish you whatever holiday you are uh, coming up on, we wish you a holiday uh, in which you, above all else, are loved and celebrated. That's it. See you Thank next you. Time. See ya. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, our the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner. And you can find out more about her at Hey Saint Sinner. Please share this, subscribe and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.